Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton, and tonight we're going to go over the game between the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, the Jazz come in 9-4 and four to the season, uh, and the New Orleans Pelicans come in at 5-7. and seven. So um, I kind of stated this on my Instagram account that the Jazz uh, really need to pick up their ball uh, or their defense on Brandon Ingram because last season they scored he scored 35 points per game against them uh, most of them or two of them were just his regular 20 points per game but the other two he had 33 and 49 I believe without checking double checking uh, also the Jazz are playing their cursed yellow jerseys if anybody followed the Jazz the last two years they were just atrocious in this jersey I wasn't too happy to see it back <laughs> I thought they're gonna dump it throw it into the garbage or maybe design a new statement jersey which i probably don't think they can i think that's what the city jersey is for but anyways i have this uh uh if if most of you are on spotify it would change what the the album artwork is on apple it doesn't do it but for whatever jersey they're wearing i have a logo for it for this podcast so i created one um and I put a whole bunch of lucky symbols on it. I put the horseshoe, uh, wishbone, ladybug, the number seven, a shamrock. I just put all these lucky symbols on there. And hopefully that will work. Um, but anyways, this is the first game where the Pel- or the, of the season. And to my knowledge, without being a po- uh, playoff game, where the Jazz will be playing the same team twice. So... Uh, at home, I, I I know there's been times where we, I th- I think it was last year was with the Pelicans as well where we pe- played the Pelicans in New Orleans and then uh, they followed us back to Utah and we played them in Utah but I don't remember a home and home with the same team so anyways uh, let's get into the game first quarter after a quick Donovan layup I think this is the second game in a row the first one was with Denver last year he had an easy layup the first game as well and then he fell on it so maybe isn't the same start with donovan mitchell where he gets that layup and then he stops <laughs> but uh then the jazz turn it over bug strikes twice uh, one was just an offensive foul so it's not too much to write home about uh but the first one was a carry by donovan mitchell donovan is starting great though he has three for four to begin the game with seven points the jazz defense is looking very good they're uh they're basically letting the Jazz get up by six fast. The only improvement I see is getting the defensive boards. Um, they're allowing offensive rebounds early. But again, it is Steven Adams and Rudy Gobert has always had a struggle with him stopping the uh, offensive rebounds for him. Um, the Jazz can't keep this gas pedal pressed to the floor. Uh, and they're allowing the Pelicans to quickly tie it uh, after after going up six quick. Um, Rudy already has two offensive rebounds into this game, so he's kind of getting his own on his side of the floor. And he has two quick buckets off it as well. So that's really good to see that sometimes he'll get the board, he'll just kind of flop layup and then go to the line or maybe not get a call at all. So it's really good to him to see him finish stronger. Uh, halfway through the first, the Jazz are up 16-11. Adams is getting a lot of offensive boards still this game and we probably need to double body him up and box him out make sure he doesn't um, but sometimes he gets a lucky bounce as well the pelicans go on a 7-0 run to get their first lead since 3-2 and timeout snyder so props to him for stopping this 
Jazz really then wake up on offense and get the ball moving on their side of the court. And they're, the the open man are just hitting their shots as well. So always can say, you know, we can find the open man, but it's all up to whether that open man is going to fall, you know, shoot it and make it. But overall, Donovan Mitchell just on fire this quarter. 15 points with 90 seconds left into the first. Great start to the game. Love to see it. And after one, the Jazz are up 29 to 24. And we keep them under that 25-point mark where uh, I believe if we keep the teams below 25 points per quarter or 100 points throughout the game, the defense side really sparks our offense, especially we're really good at transition basketball. And I'll get that at the end of the game. You'll, You'll hear why. The Jazz start this quarter on uh, great on both sides, the second quarter. Niang gets a quick five uh, points. He has a really good, smart offensive moves to him as well. I kind of saw that last game, but this game he pump fakes it, makes uh, Zion Williamson jump into the Jazz bench basically, and he uh, goes up for a dunk. And so just very smart, but of course, as I type this, <laughs> Niang tries too much. He drives it in, tries to do his own little ISO thing, and he turns over the ball. So, you know, you're killing me, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to be here for you, George. <laughs> the Jazz are uh, offense is really working. As long as the ball is getting moved around, um, at times when the Jazz ISO the play I've noticed into this game, I think there's two sets in a row. It didn't work at all. Um, halfway through the second quarter, the Jazz are up 46 to 40. And every time the Jazz do build a good lead, they seem to get lazy on both ends and not really move the ball around and also let allow the Pelicans to come back into the game. But now the Jazz are just ice cold. They can't get a bucket to drop it all, allowing the Pelicans to get another lead off of a 11-0 run. Mitchell is cold now as well, and he has zero points so far into this quarter. He does end up getting a and one bucket. Um, no one, no one's really getting their shots down. I believe Ingles was the only one who ended up scoring during that stretch. And play of the game happened at the very end of the second quarter, pretty much. Just a beautiful pass out by Mitchell. He drives into the lane super fast, goes up, acts like he's gonna do a layup, and he's guarded pretty well he does a wrap around he wraps around the whole uh, I, I forget who is guarding him and passes it out to bogey on top of the key and bogey makes the three and donovan mitchell pretty much almost kills himself because he lands on the floor hard and then uh bogey makes the three and he's just sitting up watching bogey shoot and man i think he would have been livid if bogey missed it because he sacrificed his body for that three-point shot um and Great defensive end, too, as well, because there's two beautiful blocks from Rudy Gobert onto Zion Williamson. Zion's really the only one who showed up on the offensive end. And the Jazz end the half great. They're up 55 to 49. And we keep them under that 25-point mark as well. But we barely win the quarter with 26. So need to capitalize probably a little bit more. So... The Jazz start the next half pretty good behind the three-point line, and they're playing smarter transition offense. At times, they weren't doing their hack when whenever they know they're going to get beat and stop the ball. I mean, yeah, it's a foul, but you know it, you also limit yourself for two points and potentially free throws if you foul too late. Just good ball movement. Everybody is committed to this team offense, and 
because they're committed, everybody's eating. I mean, as long as they're getting their shots open and they're making it, they're gonna they're gonna get their buckets. The Jazz go on a 13-2 run, mainly due to the unselfishness and this amazing defense. They're not allowing the Pelicans to get comfortable at all at the start of this half. Mitchell is just so confident, and it's something that we were missing this first few games. You can just tell just, you know, maybe that it was that loss in the next game. Just, hey, you know, I, I got this. And he does. He has it. Um, halfway through the third quarter, the Jazz are up 76-60, to 60, so 16 points now. Uh, so that should tell you how the quarter is going so well. O'Neal is just not himself, though. He's the only one really off on the offense. But he's doing great on the defensive end as well. He's really eliminating uh, Brandon Egram, and he's guarding him pretty well as well. Um, but he's just missing more than what we're used to. Uh, but, hey, I, I still want him to s- take those shots, especially with us being up by 20 at this point. Very disciplined defense this quarter. They're still not letting the Pelicans get anything, and they're forcing a lot of turnovers as well. Uh, not a lot, a lot, but more this quarter than the other ones. Jazz are up before the fourth uh, quarter, 91-69. to 69. We limit the Pelicans to only 20 points that quarter, and we just go off on offense and get 36. The Jazz are 5-0 and when going into the fourth quarter, with the opponent having 75 points or less. So that's one uh, another key factors that the Jazz have to do to win games. The Pelicans start the fourth quarter with great defense, but the Jazz don't really take the bait. I mean, they're smothering, they are, and the Jazz aren't as consistent as they were in that third quarter, but they still continue to look for the open man, and when the open man gets open, he makes this shot. And man, just welcome back, Joe. I don't think I said it, but he's back this game. Um, and he has so many threes so far from the slow poke. Just, uh, I think there's one where he gets this, this terrible pass or it was just a, a, a hurried pass and it kind of bounces to his feet and some people would just get rushed and hurry and try to pick it up and shoot it. It just felt like he was just, you know, picking up the ball that his kid threw to him and like, uh, and shoots it and makes it with Zion Williamson closing out on him on defense. So, but I think that was in the first half. Um, Pelicans are showing life, uh, and the Jazz are lifeless after that early Pelicans timeout and after the very good start from the Jazz. They still started out pretty good. And then they let the Pelicans go on another 11 0 run. I think that's two so far this game they've gone on. Um, halfway through, the Jazz are up still 103 to 88, so 15 points. Um, Jazz are definitely not as clean on defense this quarter, but so far their offense is matching the pace of the Pelicans. Rudy needs to get uh, on his free throws. I mean, I said this last game, um, I want to see that guy on the free throw line on practice, but I mean, I mean, we're just being picky here now. I'm just being picky. Stop being picky. Jazz are just too much into the game, this game, even though the Pelicans played this quarter pretty well. The benches do clear around two minutes left, and the Jazz are up 116 to 98. And the final score was 118 to 102. Um, the Jazz almost held them under 100 points. <laughs> they're, they're at 100 with like six seconds left, and uh, they give up an offensive board and they score the 102. So we can't count that into the keeping the team under 100. Or 100 or less so um anyways so let's get into 
the the so what part of the game. Uh, how did our stats look? So field goals were at fifty one percent. My my thing is keeping it above fifty. Three pointers were at forty five percent. I'd like to see it over forty percent, and we hit that. Assist to field goal ratio was twenty eight to forty three or sixty five percent. And I kind of did some number crutching uh, a couple of podcasts ago. And uh, as long as we're above 60%, uh, there's only one game where like 59%, um, we have been undefeated. Um, we had a 54-38 rebound advantage, so we finally get, you know, the stops. We allowed 10 offensive rebounds, a lot better than last game where we like allowed 23. So it was really good to see there. And then we had 16 turnovers. I like to keep that at 12, um, but I mean... We were sloppy at times. I just don't get how we are the fourth oldest team, I believe, um, in the NBA right now. And the Pelicans are one of the, the the youngest teams. And the Pelicans only had like eight turnovers, I believe. Let me look. Yeah. They had nine. They had uh, eight turnovers. We had 16. So we had doubled. And this is what I was trying to get with, with our transition offense where our, where our defense really wins the games for us. They only had eight turnovers, and we got 22 points off those turnovers this game. 22. We had 16 turnovers, and they only got nine points. Nine. So our our transition defense has improved vastly, and I think that's what really hurt us early into these games is we weren't playing smart transition defense. But, man, our transition offense did look a lot better um, uh, after getting a turnover. So, anyways, the also the teams are, are really starting to get focused into the paint. Uh, they beat us 64-42 to 42 on paint points. Um, I kind of had a problem with that at the beginning of the season. I, I believe with the next game, I had a big problem with it. And um, I believe the Pistons game, I had a big problem with it. Um, at times it is Rudy's fault. There's uh, so many pain points, but at the same time, I think our perimeter defense have been so great this season that we're we're limiting three pointers. And if you think about how the league is now today, it's a three point league. So if you have all these three pointers, three pointers, three pointers. And the Jazz are getting really good defense and repeat, allowing people like Lonzo Ball, who had zero for six, shoot the free throw. I mean, I'd walk away from Lonzo Ball shooting the three pointer as well. Um, that's good defense. I, I, I'm not having as much of a problem with it anymore. And it also gets Rudy Gobert's block stats back up because people weren't doing that. And I think the Jazz struggle now that I start thinking about it on the perimeter defense and um, the the. Pelicans were 6 of 26 or 20% on their three-point shot attempts. I mean, I've kind of attributed it to a a bad shooting night, but at the same time, I think the perimeter defense has just been so vastly improved this season that we're a a pretty good factor of why those those, uh, percentages are way down. Um, So let's get into the notes of the game. Um, F note is the worst player. A B C note. 
uh, is the three best players of the game, kind of like hockey, with C-Note being the best player. Or A-Note, not C-Note, that's weird. Um, so F-Note of the game, I was going to put bogey. I was like, ah, no. And then I was going to put Royce O'Neal. I was like, ah, oh, no. He did, he did his job, even though, I, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for doing his job and just having an off-shooting night. I'm not going to blame him. Bogey was okay. He wasn't great. He had 11 points. Um, so I just gave the F note to Rudy Gobert getting his one for six field goals. I know that's cheating. I like to keep a player on the F note. But at times when you just have such a good game like this, yes, you're going to have most players having a struggle. But, I mean, Bogey only had 11 points, but he still got his assists in and rebounds. The things that bug me is if he had the same amount of points or field goals he was four for 11 and he ended up having one rebound and one assist then okay i have a problem with that but um now uh just rudy gobert's one for six free throws he had five missed free throws and the jazz had six total so i mean Derek favors was the only one to miss a free throw um so you know the game was joe ingles <laughs> joe ingles thank you for coming back. <laughs> I hope you're better. I hope it's very smooth. Uh, I didn't really listen to the post-game interview. They're asking him how his foot feels, but I think um, I think he's feeling really well because I don't think he'd come back, especially, you know, what's the point of possibly re-injuring? I, I think that's my, what might what have happened in the Detroit. I think he missed the Detroit game, and then it was the Cleveland game he came back. But whatever game he came back, Maybe it re-aggravated it, so he just decided to keep it on chill for a little bit. Um, so he ends with 15 points, three rebounds, two assists, one block, and plus-minus of positive 12. Being out of the game is Donovan Mitchell with 28 points, seven rebounds, four assists. He scores more than half his points in that first quarter. It's not like he disappeared. He's just defended a lot better than he was in that first quarter. A note was Rudy Gobert. Oh, he also had five turnovers, so that's kind of disappointing. Anyways, Aino is Rudy Gobert, even though he had bad free throws. He had 13 points, 18 boards, one assist, and three blocks, one steal, and a plus-minus of plus 22. And I believe Conley was the highest plus-minus guy again, which is just so crazy because he's just there, you know? And, and before, I think we are just so focused of how he's doing that it probably just made him focus harder. And he had a pretty good game, too. He only had six points, but he had his two, 10 assists, which is great to see. That's the second time he's hit 10 assists this season. And he's had a plus-minus of positive 26. So he's definitely a big contributing factor this season so far. So um, I don't know why my screen's doing this. My screen, like, zoomed out big. All right. So I, I accidentally deleted last game all my stats about how we rank. So let's update it. Uh, we held the Pelicans less than 25 points after the first quarter, so now we're 7-2. and two. When we do that to other opponents, um, we held them b- below 50 at halftime, and we're 7-1 and one when we do that now. Below s- 75 going into the fourth quarter, and we're 6-0. and oh. And they scored more than 100 points <laughs> at the last second. We would have been 6-0 and again, but uh, it uh, it kind of makes us look better when Everton score more than 100. We're at 5-4 and four now. So that's very important to keep them under those points. And, uh, you know, I told you so. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm being cocky right now, ain't I? So the other game tonight, we only had one other game. So it was it was the Nuggets and the Thunder. So we'd like to see the Thunder win because you know we know Nuggets are going to be better at the end. But they the Nuggets win one nineteen to one one, and our next game is going to be Thursday again. Um, we're going to be playing the New Orleans Pelicans again, and it's going to be at the same time at seven o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. No, eight o'clock p.m. Oh, I almost lied to you. Eight o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, um, and it's going to be on TNT. So it's our first televised game of the season. Fifteen games in, which is stupid uh, against the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans have like thirteen total, which is just obnoxious in my in my opinion. But you know, they pick their stars and they decide who what storyline they're going to fix. But <laughs> whatever um i'm just griping now ain't i um our stats now we're tied with the clippers at or standings we're tied with the clippers at number two and we're only a half game behind the lakers now um we match them with losses they both we both have four now and uh the lakers have 11 wins we have 10 and man yesterday um the jazz didn't play but it was a perfect day for the jazz you had all the Western teams who played Eastern Conference teams lose. And then every single team that was higher in the standings lost to a Western Conference team that was lower in the standings. Like the Grizzlies beat the Suns. Um, and I believe the Kings beat the T-Wolves. I, I'm just thinking now. I, I shouldn't say without checking. And the cherry on top was that the Warriors came back from behind and beat the Lakers last minute. And I just remember looking at the box score and the Warriors were down 11 going into the fourth. I'm like, well, there goes my hopes. <laughs> but Seth Curry, man, proven everyone wrong. Um, I, I heard Oubre had a good game, but I didn't double check that. Maybe someone was being a sarcastic. But thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you in a couple days. And of course, as always, go Jazz. <laughs>